Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford joined by Jacob Barker this week. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Justin. How are you doing? Oh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it is quite early in the morning. We got a big day ahead of us. We're going to see some soccer tonight. Um, so yeah, man, life's awesome right now. And, you know, NHL hockey, it's finally back. We got to see the Seattle Kraken last night. Uh, we got to see... The Tampa Bay Lightning getting absolutely destroyed by the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Um, yeah, just a great start to the season, really. But uh, before we get into talking about the Panthers and the season, we got to talk about the big news coming out this week. We didn't have a chance to talk about it on the last episode um, because we pre-recorded it. But Alexander Barkov signs the extension to remain a Florida Panther for eight more years. $80 million, $10 million a season, most of it in signing bonus. What are your thoughts on the deal? I mean, it's an incredible deal overall. You can say Barkov's one of the best centers in the league. Uh, and then you just oh, look at just the way it breaks down. Yeah, like the way it breaks down, like I think it's – you look at the comparables, like he's making good money. Like it's a great deal for him, but it's also a great deal for the team to have him locked up till 2030. Uh, making that money. I do like how much of it's in signing bonus too. Like that's pretty nuts. Uh, and then towards the end of the deal, I like how it kind of drops off a little bit to make it just uh, gives the team a little bit more options. Uh, and the fact that it is so signing bonus heavy might makes it make it a little more movable towards the end of the like, end of the contract as well. That being said, if we looked at Barkov's in. At the end of the day, like it's his, it's a perfect contract to extend him towards the latter stages of his career, and then we'll see what happens at that point. But that should be pretty unreal. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the deal. The fact that the deal got done in general, that he doesn't even want to get remotely close to free agency, um, I think says a lot about you know the player and his you know uh, desire to remain uh, a Florida Panther. Uh, the fact that so much of it is in signing bonus. Um, is, is great from the team perspective, stepping up, being able to pay this player um, like he deserves to be paid. Um, so I like that kind of step up from, from ownership. Um, and for Barkov too, like, again, $10 million, it's a lot of money. Um, but when you look at some other factors, like, first of all, it is, and I have checked this on cap friendly, it is less than Mitch Marner's contract. Um by about a million dollars. And I think, you know, all day I'm taking Barkov over, over Mitch Marner. And there's a lot of other names too on, on the list of, you know, top NHL contracts, like Eric Carlson, Drew Doughty, John Tavares, Patrick King, Carey Price comes in less than all that. Um, 
which is is huge for the team for you know having a little bit of flexibility and continuing to be a contending team. The other factor too is that like the reality is is that you couldn't you couldn't pay Sasha Barkov less than ten million dollars a year because that's what Sergei Bobrovsky makes. You were gonna have to make Barkov you know your highest paid player in franchise history. You were gonna have to do that. Um, and with Sergei Bobrovsky's deal coming in at $10 million, it was going to have to be at least that. The fact that it's exactly that uh, and ties Bobrovsky for that amount, I think, is is huge uh, for the team. Uh, and I'm super excited. And I don't. I think a lot of people, too, forget because he's been around in the league for so long. He's been a top player in the league for so long. But Barkov's only 26 years old. Like, it's not like you're signing – an eight year deal to that amount for a guy who's in his thirties or, you know, late twenties, like 26 is right in the prime of his career. So that contract, of course, you know, to to the latter stages, you know, uh, you know, his play might dip a little bit. It might not, it might seem a bit much, but for the foreseeable future, for at least the first four years of that deal, um, it's tremendous value for, for a player like Sasha Barkov. No, like that, that honestly, like that's kind of the epitome of the Panthers here, but just being able to keep their guys around, like everyone's happy uh, with that. And you can tell like for a guy like Barkov, like it's fair value for sure. It's not like an overpayment. It's not an underpayment by any means, but he could have easily asked for more and probably got it. And he, or he could have held out and went to UFA if he really wanted out of Florida, if he really wanted anything like that, he can go to UFA and make more money if he really wanted to, but like, I think that just shows like how dedicated he is to Florida Panthers and like how much he wants to stay in the state. And I I think it's awesome. Great deal from both sides. And it's honestly good for him for making so much money because I too, because like, I feel like we've been talking for a while about how does like underpaid the duo of him and Huberto are for like what their value is. And obviously the Panthers do recognize that with this deal too, with like, no, like we're not going to lowball you with this. Like, yeah, you made 5.9 for the last six years. Like, that's not happening anymore. Like you're making your big money now. Yeah. Like the reality is like, again, like if he, if he had said though, like he wanted $12 million a year, like the Panthers would have had to pay that. Like you had to keep this player. You had to keep Barkov around. Right. He had that kind of leverage. He's the team captain. He's the leader. He's the go-to guy. Um, Could have easily got more money. Um, Chose not to sign for the max term too, which is huge. And I don't think it can be understated too. Like having a year like last year, not just for him personally, where he wins, you know, the, the Selk trophy, but a year where the team really finally blossoms and emerges as a contending team, I think is huge because, you know, for a player like Barkov, like, and every player in the league, you want to win, you want to be competitive every year. And, you know, I'm sure he loves Florida, but the fact that this team is is contending and they're in win now mode right now with some of the moves that they've made, um, I think that's a huge factor too in getting him to resign because at the end of the day, you know, he may love Florida, but he wants to win first and foremost, uh, like all players. And so to to have a season like last season, um, I think is a huge factor in, in getting him signed at least this early and not even close to to hitting the UFA market. Mm-hmm. And no, that's that's really nice. It's honestly kind of refreshing to see players sign early. Well, I know, yeah, that. you're, you're over good. here. You're a, you're a Senators fan. You're still waiting on Brady Kachuk to sign. Oh, uh, yeah. No. It, it'll happen one day, maybe. The Bar- the Barkov deal is, like, everything that Ottawa is not. When I look, it's, like, all, like, long-term. A year signing early, bonus. Signing bonus. Like, fair value. Actually, if anything, <laughs> a little bit underpaid. Like, 
This is, yeah, it's just everything that I wish we could have. In <laughs> yeah, I know it's unbelievable. And I pointed out early before we hopped on to uh, Jonathan Huberto had a nice post, uh, you know, congratulating Barkov on the new deal and Barkov commenting, you know, you know, it's great being a friend and teammate for all these years and many more years to come. Um, sounds to me like Jonathan Huberto will also be extending next offseason to remain a Panther for a very long time. Um, and that deal would likely come in less than $10 million, um, which would be huge. If you get both those guys, both signed under $10 million, uh, that's, that's unbelievable business for your team for two guys that mean so much to the franchise um, and keeping them away from, from free agency um, is absolutely huge, but I, I love this deal. Like, I think this is just, fantastic for the Panthers and you get it done early. It's not going to be a distraction during the season. Um, he's locked in, he's committed, team's committed. Um, and it's kind of, you know, he's getting ready to get things started. Um, while we're talking about Barkov too, before, you know, we move on to, to other stuff into the season should also mention that he was uh, one of the first three players named a team Finland for the Olympics. Um, rightfully so. Um, I mean, you know, Finland, they're not the, the deepest team out there, um, but they have some really, you know, high quality NHL players. The fact that he's one of the first three players named and potentially a captain for that team uh, is, is huge. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good, good move for him. And, you know, like get that, get that early. Like, I feel like he deserves it too. Who are the other two Finns there? Uh, I believe it's Aho and Rantanen. Oh, right. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, when you look at the roster, like he definitely deserves it. I would assume that like he's going to captain that team. It's my assumption for it. Yeah. Uh, he would be my has team. every right to fantastic. I like, obviously he's had a great NHL career, but he's also had a fantastic international career as well with Finland, both at the junior and at the uh, world championship level. So it's nice to kind of see him get rewarded with that. Obviously Finland has their uh, faith in him. And I'm assuming on opening night, he's going to be one C uh, for the Olympics, and that's going to be fan. Like it's going to be really nice to see, honestly, because he needs. Um, like I, I think I like everything going on. I think he's got a great, great thing going on in Florida, and I think it'd be nice to see him kind of push his national team to the next level too. Like it's not Finland's not the deepest of rosters, so like they're, they're going to be relying need on their big yeah. guys. Yeah, like yeah, they're going to be relying on their big guys like him and Randon and Naho and guys that like that to generate some offense for them. So I think that's that's really awesome for him. Yeah. I think the bigger factor is probably his defensive ability too, because Finland's defense is shallow. Yeah, it's so, not very good down there. But like, if Finland's gonna have a real push at the Olympics, they're gonna challenge for a medal. Um, it's gonna be he's gonna be a big part of that. Um, and you know, they might. He's he's that good of a player. Uh, definitely deserve to be one of the first three named. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it too, because I think the last time he would have played in the Olympics would have been 2014, right? Um, which, you know, he was, you know, just a young kid back then. Little now baby, yeah. Yeah. Now, 26, in his prime. Um, he could be dangerous at the Olympics. I'm excited to watch it. Um, hopefully, Huberto's there as well. Maybe a couple other Panthers players. We'll see. Uh, I assume Bobrovsky's there in some capacity. Uh, maybe it's the three, the three, three G coach. behind couple other guys yeah I mean, maybe he's coaching at that time but uh yeah it's 
It's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Olympics this year. I, you know, I, I missed it last time. It wasn't the same without the NHL players. So to, to have them back, I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, we'll move on talking about the season. Before we get there, though, uh, we got a quick ad read here uh, from our good friends over at DraftKings. Uh, another NFL season means another shot or another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was back in 1943, so I'm thinking this one's kind of a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required one per customer restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800 gambler. Um, that sounds like a really good deal. I, that was the first time I'd read that, but that sounds unbelievable. That's just free money at that point uh, from DraftKings. Uh, I did want to mention too, by the way, that, uh, I threw down $50 yesterday on Spencer Knight to win the Calder. If such a prediction comes true, we will be giving away a authentic Spencer Knight jersey. Um, so stay tuned for that. Root on our guy for the Calder. I'll probably do it too. I'll throw, I'll throw down some money on Lindell too. Why not? You know, while we're, while we're here, it's just free money at that point. Uh, so well, Felix... Felix threw down, you know, like a recurring guest of the show, Felix Forte Brand threw down a little bit on the Panthers to win the Stanley Cup last night as well. So, like, I'm sure there'll be more prizes to come if they. No, I think, they, uh, no, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw down the the money for for Panthers to win the Cup. And if they win the Cup, then we'll have enough money. We can fly down for the parade. Oh, that'll be unreal. If we unreal. all threw down on it, we could. Exactly. It sounds like a good plan. I think it's rock solid. Um, but yeah, uh, Panthers season starting NHL season has started, uh, first couple games in the books, um, and the NHL back on ESPN, uh, which, uh, you know, so some different changes for sure. Uh, we watched the games yesterday. What are your thoughts on the new kind of broadcast that they have? See, it was a little tough for us just because like we are in Canada, so we, like we were watching on NHL network, which meant that like all the, like the intro wasn't there. Like any of the, like in between things wasn't really there. Like we just had the, we had like the NHL's version of it, which was like, meh, but I heard really good things about the ESPN broadcast that like the commentators were great. I mean, all the insight, the camera, uh, everything like that, like in game was really good. Uh, So lots of new camera angles they had, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, They had, no, I thought they did really well overall. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, there's, like, probably a couple little things. I know some people didn't like the Vegas abbreviation because they abbreviated it VJ, or VGS instead of VGK. Oh, yeah, that's weird. But, like, also, like, if that's your biggest complaint, like, 
it must have been pretty solid. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what we're complaining about. Then I think that we'll be all right. Uh, and the other thing, too, again, like, it's, they, you know, they haven't had hockey in, you know, since 2004. So, obviously, like, there's going to be some adjustments made throughout the season. One of the things I love is that they've done a good job so far, I think, of, like, cross-promoting the sport. Like, we saw um, – they aired like a Sidney Crosby spot, like during a football game, uh, seeing a lot more commercials during that, trying to draw new fans in. So I love the fact that they're actually like trying to promote it. Cause I think that was missing in, you know, previous coverage with, you know, NBC seems like they're actually uh, trying to promote it, make the most out of it. And they've paid a lot of money for the rights. Um, so I like what I've seen, you know, so far, uh, you know, from that. Um, but Florida Panthers, uh, obviously, haven't played yet. Getting ready. Um, I guess we should also talk about the uh, the Oli Ulevi trade, uh, which we hadn't actually mentioned before. Uh, what are your thoughts on the deal and on the player? You're a big, you know, scouting guy. What are your, what are your thoughts? Oh, I was just asking about uh, the Oli Ulevi trade. Oh, I think you're back now. Okay, sorry. I cut out there for a second. Yeah, it's uh, so weird. I don't know why it's cutting out. Oli Levy? Oh, great great deal. I think it's pretty low risk for us. Like, obviously, they give up a couple pieces. Not not ideal, but, like, Noah Jolson, like, I think there's more upside with Oli Levy. I don't think he's been given a great shot uh, down in Vancouver. So, I think this is a good opportunity for them to at least, like, he's he's been asking for a way out for a while. Like, he's been looking for a fresh start. It's what he needed, but I think Florida can offer that in a limited role. Of course, like he, it's not really pressure. Uh, like he doesn't need to step into like a big time role. He can play behind some other guys like weaker or Ekblad. Um, like he can play on that bottom line if he wants for a while, or like if, if that's what's best for him for a while, that, that could work. But like by no means does he have to be casting something bigger, but at the same time, there's still an opportunity like for him to slide in right behind weaker and Ekblad, right behind like, just get him into those areas like he he has a potential he has a potential to do so and i think that florida again with the state of the team for the team to kind of explore some good options here yeah he's like he's drafted fifth overall from you know in vancouver um he had some injuries um hasn't been able to really you know make an impact with the team uh for them but at the same time like he's still he's a young player um again like the, the potential has always been there like we saw it you know there's a reason he went fifth overall um stylistically i think if you look at the, the way he plays the game um he is kind of a modern style uh defenseman he's not gonna you know be a huge physical presence out there or anything like that um but stylistically i i like what, what he brings i think it fits really well into the system that the florida panthers play um because the Panthers love to have, you know, really active defense. They like to have guys jumping up and joining the play. Uh, and that's kind of been, you know, sort of the trend with some of the guys that Bill Zito's brought in, uh, other than Radko Gudis. But guys like, you know, bringing in like Montour and Forsling. Uh, so I think we can kind of see similar stuff from Ewell Um, The cost to acquire, really not much. Like it's Juleson and Lamico. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Ewell Lamico, he's a solid, you know, NHL player. Uh, and Noah Juleson is kind of another young defenseman, another first-round pick who just hasn't really found his footing. Um, so, so I like bringing in Yule Levy. Um, 
I think it'll it'll give a nice look to the defense. I don't think he's going to play a huge part at least early on. And the Panthers have enough defensemen that they can you know play six ahead of him, and there's no issue there. But if there's you know an injury comes up and an injury is always going to come up over the course of a season, then you slot him in. He's going to give you some you know mobility back there. And I think you don't bring in Neil Levy either if you really believe in some you know if you believe some of your other young left shot defensemen are are ready. Uh, then you don't make this deal. But I think, you know, so far with, you know, Ludwig uh, and Kierstad and some of the other young left shot defensemen, um, you know, they're going to be good players, but they're still early in their development. So don't rush them to the NHL. You go, you get Ole Levy, he fills in. uh, It's kind of maybe a stopgap option, maybe more. Uh, You know, we'll see what we kind of get from this player. Um, But I like this addition to the Panthers, low risk, high reward. Um, kind of what Bill Zito does best. Uh, and I trust Bill Zito implicitly. So if he's making this deal, if he likes OU Levy, then I'm on board with it. No, I, I think like, like you said, like there's no rush for him to get into the NHL and to play a big role. Like he really doesn't have to, he can be a rotation guy early on. I mean, like it's tough to beat out a guy like Radko Gudis every night, right? Like, well, Radko Gudis is kind of like one of those, you know, there's a couple of them in the league these like unicorn players, right. Where there's just, there's no one else like them. Right. Like I know people, you know, they said that about Brent Burns for a long time. You know, there's no one like Brent Burns back there. Um, Radko Gudis is, you know, that just in a different way. I think, you know, no one brings that blend of physicality and that's it. Um, (laughs) Vibes off the ice. Like there's nothing really, there's no downside. No, there really is no downside to Radko Gudis. If, if, if it was up to me, Radko Gudis would be a Panther for life uh, at this oh, point. Yeah. I think the vibes of this opening night roster have been like a little underplayed too. Like Jumbo's coming in the locker room too. Like they, like, we, we watched that like Leafs documentary. Quite literally, the only vi- good vibes from that show was Joe Thornton. Yeah, they were really boring. I'll be honest. Like there's a lot of good insight. I'll give you Amazon credit, showed up. There's a lot of cool stuff. We're all sport management grads or students. So like, obviously we're a big fan of Kyle Dubas, like a lot of good stuff you see from like the management perspective and everything. But in terms of like the actual content that the players were providing, it was kind of dead. Like there was, there was nothing coming from any of these players. Like Wayne Simmons had a couple like funny sound bites, but like other than that, it was, it was jumbo and that was it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, Amazon, you can do a great job producing it. You can, you know, get really behind the scenes and give some insight. You can't really make boring people exciting. Just not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, so they weren't able to do that. But, yeah, Joe Thornton, like, the vibes on this team are immaculate um, right now. And I know I was listening to, you know, Bill Zito's kind of presser the other day, and he was talking about the team and how, you know, it starts with the players in terms of building that culture and how they've come together and, you know, he said, you know, he's like, I'd love to take credit, but not, that's not me. That's, that's them. You know, they've taken it upon themselves. And, you know, he said he was getting, you know, maybe a bit of a different vibe this year, maybe a bit more excitement. Um, you know, not sure. Cause again, he's only been here, you know, this is only a second season uh, at the helm. Uh, but it's good. You know, it's got me excited for the season. Uh, and I'm just, I'm looking at the opening night roster and compare it to, what the roster was even like two years ago. And it's just, it's night and day. Like Mm -hmm. you're seeing a deeper team all around. You're seeing improvements 
you know, at every position, right? Like that forward group is so unbelievably deep. Like you have Anthony declares slotted to play on your third line right now. Like that's unbelievable. You got Mr. Anton Lundell squeezed onto the roster too. Is he going to, is he going to play or is he going to be in the press box? Oh, he's playing. Out of boy. Yeah. One of the things I really like to, and I forgot to mention this, I think a couple episodes ago was that, uh, cause you know, talking about Lundell, it seemed like he was going to make the team. He didn't get, you know, he was hurt for a lot of the preseason. So he didn't get a huge long look, a couple preseason games. Um, you know, first one was good. Second one was even better. You're seeing that level of comfort. One of the things I like too is I think it was, uh, I think it was Coach Q uh, who was talking about him, and he said that one of the things they want from this, this year is they want Wendell to be killing penalties, which is incredibly rare for you know a rookie player on a good team to be you know a, a kind of guy you're looking at to to kill penalties. So I think that says a lot about you know, Wendell and his ability defensively and the trust and the faith that the organization has in him, even at, at such a young age. Yeah. I feel like for a lot of young players coming to the league, like they are kind of like, you see it often where it's like, they're either playing in the top six or not playing at all. So they're high offensive guys, especially the high first round draft picks, I guess is what I'm alluding to with that. Like, the guys that are drafted with your first pick are usually like your high skill guys. The ones that are really good offensively. And that's pretty much their only tool to start in the NHL. And then you look to develop them a little bit later. Uh, but with Lundell, it was like, he came in with a well-rounded game and it's he, he, for him. Like I've honestly have full faith in him to go and kill penalties for this team right away. Like, you know, yeah. he can do it. I yeah. think that's what makes him such a good, what makes him such a good prospect is the fact that like, you don't have to worry about him developing his defensive game. I think his defensive game is already at a level where he can play in your bottom six right now and then just gradually gain yeah. more offense in the in the NHL. Like it's it's not like a, you have to play him in your top six or else you send him down to the AHL. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys like that, a lot of you know, one or two tool players. Uh Anton Montel is kind of this like five tool player. He's so well rounded uh in his game. And that was one of the things we talked about when they drafted him was uh you know, how well-rounded his game, the fact that he's played against men, um, <clears throat> it kind of indicates that he'll be NHL-ready sooner and that he's capable of playing in that third-line role, that it's not, you know, there's, there's some guys where it's like you want them playing as much as possible, so if they're not in your top six, they're playing, you know, first line in the AHL. Um, that's not really what Wendell is. Um, you know, he's going to develop into a really good two-way center in this league. He already is a pretty good two-way player. Uh, he's got an excellent mentor in Sasha Barkov, who he's living with this season, which is like my dream to be able to just live with Barkov for an entire Lives. year. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. I love it. Well, and I think like I, I don't want to like understate that either because like I think that's gonna have a huge impact on Anton Lundell just being around Barkov every day because Barkov's you know the definition of a true pro, right? Everything he does on and off the ice to be around that you know pretty much twenty four seven. I think is really going to help Lindell in his development and understanding, you know, the things that he needs to do to become an everyday NHL player uh, and to become a really good NHL player. So to be, you know, living with Barkov, I think is just a, a perfect scenario for him. A guy who plays a similar style, a guy who's young, but experienced um, and who's, you know, the captain of this team, a leader, and he's going to be there for eight more years. Uh, 
So I think that's just a great opportunity for Lindell. And I think he's going to have an excellent year this year. Like, I don't think the points are necessarily going to pop, especially because he's pretty locked into that, you know, kind of third line spot. Um, But regardless, I think he's going to be a guy who's, you know, trusted by his coaches. You can throw him out in kind of any situation and trust that, you know, he's going to get the job done. Uh, And I think that it is, it is rare. It is rare for a player that young to, to have that kind of trust. Um, but that kind of seems to be the case so far. Um, other than that, though, I mean, yeah, the lineup just looks spectacular. Sam Reinhart, I'm really curious to see, um, you know, how he does this year, adjusting to the new team, playing wing. He played a lot of last year at center. Um, another really well-rounded, versatile player. Um, so really curious to, to see what he does. But I'm looking at this team, and I'm excited uh, obviously a couple, you know, a couple injuries to start. Um, but I want to know right now, before the season starts, who is your pick for Florida Panthers MVP? Oh, a couple directions. I'm going to go. It's, it's basic. It's boring, but I got to do it. I'm going with Barkov. I think this, the contract gives him a lot of security. I think he wants to be there. I think he's going to put up some ridiculous point numbers, especially with the amount of support that he's got uh, on this team right now. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to actually end up going with uh, in terms of the lineup and things. So I think, but still, it's the one C uh, with the amount of power play time he's going to get with everything, uh, the scenario that he's in. I've got Barkov. He's going to put up some ridiculous numbers, but some other like some sleepers, obviously like one of night. I'm still, I'm still holding out that Bobrovsky is going to win the three time. He's going to be the only three time Fasno winner. Bob's coming back in big, in big spirits eventually. Uh, so Bob, <laughs> Bob, you know, maybe, uh, but more likely like Spencer Knight pop, but like that's that he's more like a Calder kind of guy. But I think he could, like, in terms of Florida's MVP, like if he does really well and he holds some in games, wins some, some, like that, that could be nice to have for him. And then uh, obviously Aaron Ackblad coming back off the injury would be nice to have as well. All right. Well, we're having some technical issues. I think Jacob was going to say he could have gone with Aaron Ackblad too, but he's rolling with Sasha Barkov. Uh, he's kind of named all the obvious ones, I would say. So I'm going to go a little off the board for my pick. I'm going to go with Sam Bennett. Uh, Jake, I don't think you can hear, but Jacob's in the other room. He likes the pick. Uh, I'm going with Sam Bennett because one of the things I saw in the preseason is that he's an absolute pain in the ass to play against for the other team. He can kind of be like the the Brad Marchand of this team, uh, a guy that you you love that he's on your team, but if you're playing against him, you absolutely hate it. So, yeah, his point totals are probably not going to pop like Huberto or like Barkov. Um, but I think just that other component of getting under the other team's skin, um, I think there's some value in that for sure. And I think he's going to provide that. I think he can put up se- – if he can put up 70 points and be a pain in the ass to play against, um, then that would be a terrific year for him in uh, a big win for the Panthers playing in that, you know, second-line center spot. So I'll go with Sam Bennett for, for my prediction, bit off the board. Um, but we'll see. Either way, excited. Uh, tonight, 7 p.m., Florida Panthers taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins, season opener. Um, off-season's felt way too long. We're all looking forward to it. Uh, I know everyone else listening to this is too. Um, but that does it for this one. Thank you to everyone tuning and listening. We're going to be back on Monday with a brand-new episode, talking more Panthers hockey, talking about the first few games of the season. Uh, maybe Noah will be back. Should be a lot of fun. Hope to see you all there. Uh, So thanks for tuning and listening and enjoy the rest of your week.